What's up, awesome people? On tonight's episode, we're going to be talking to the stars of The Drop-In, which is Exclusive Entertainment's New Year's Eve live stream. It is going to be featuring none other than Exclusive Entertainment's DJ Pierre, DJ Sam, Raymond Robinson, as well as a cameo by Brandon Pennick, who is not only one of the producers of the Awesome People podcast, but he's also going to be producing The Drop-In live stream. And if you stick around towards the end of the podcast, we're giving away the details of a big, big announcement for 2021. But in general, the episode is great. We're going to be reflecting about what happened in 2020, all the ups and downs, what to be grateful for, the details of the drop-in, and you're going to find out a little bit more about these amazing young men that are doing such great things at Exclusive Entertainment and their personal lives. So enjoy the episode. Happy holidays. And don't forget to join the EE team on New Year's Eve at the drop-in. This is dedicated to anyone that's been knocked down, but not out. The ones that fell to their knees, but rose back up. The ones that scratched and clawed, but never let go. The ones willing to admit their faults, move past their failures, and improve every single day. I hope these conversations encourage you to think critically, make you laugh hysterically, inspire you profoundly, and remind you to practice gratitude daily. My name is Iman Hushman. Welcome to the conversation. Welcome to Awesome People. What's up, awesome people? Good evening and happy holidays to every single one of you, wherever you are around the world. Appreciate you guys joining me on Awesome People this evening. And it's a very, very special night. And before I get to the topic of the night and before I introduce my awesome guests, uh, for those of you who've never joined us before, the Awesome People podcast is your podcast. It's all about uh, helping you become a better person, be inspired, be motivated, uh, be inspired, and uh, really just have a great time uh, when you take a little few moments away from the crazy thing that we call life. So hopefully you get to sit back and enjoy tonight's episode uh, and that you had a great time with your family. Uh, if you were celebrating Christmas, and even if you weren't celebrating Christmas, hopefully you're around loved ones during uh, a time that uh, we all need. You know, we all needed this time to be around loved ones and family. Hopefully you had those. If not that, hopefully great friends and um, and that you're getting excited for 2021, which I think every single one of us are ready for. And um, in case you didn't know, you can always text us at the community number right below that is going to pop up very shortly. We'd love to have you join our community so you can be the first ones to know whenever we have a new episode and any kind of up updates that we have here at Awesome People. Um, Let's see. Another thing that I want to tell you guys about is that please, if you don't mind, like, subscribe, comment below, and just in general, chat with us. You can even you know, text that number right there with any questions that you have. If you want to say hi to our guests or uh, any other message that you want to give us, I'm always open to any kind of constructive feedback. Uh, like I said, this is your show, so we want to make it better every single episode. We're just a little teeny weeny podcast that has big dreams, big vision, and we want you to be a part of this amazing ride that we're on where we just build a, a community that everybody is happy, everybody feels motivated, everybody wants to be better and do better. So that's really what it's all about, in case you don't know about awesome people. Um, and tonight, uh, we're going to be talking about the drop-in. And for those of you who don't know, um, 
I'm also the CEO of Exclusive Entertainment. That's my baby company. That's the one that I've had for 12 years. It's my heart and soul. It's the one where we've done over 3,500 events and weddings around the world, uh, especially in the DMV area, my hometown area. And uh, at Exclusive Entertainment, we've done everything from uh, public events to concerts to weddings to corporate events. And we have some incredible DJs, incredible musicians. We do lighting, um, everything that we've been missing for this past year is what exclusive entertainment uh, does on a regular basis. So uh, I'm getting just emotional just thinking about, man, that's what the fuck we do? Shit, what, what a damn shame that we've been missing on it for nine months. But there's light of that in tunnel, ladies and gentlemen, and we've been doing whatever we could this past year to, uh, to do something uh, to, to make people happy, you know, and, and back in May, we did what was called the Unity Livestream Festival, where it was really a fundraiser for our DJs, our musicians, our technicians, and almost $3,000 was raised. So our team was able to get some kind of income coming in during a rough time. Um, and then uh, for Halloween, we did what's called Fear Live. That was an awesome uh, event that we did during Halloween. It was DJ Sam performing. We had DJ Dalman performing. We had Raymond, who was our saxophonist, uh, who's going to be here later on tonight. He was rocking it too. So it was a great night. And this New Year's Eve, we have what's called the drop-in. And the drop-in is exclusive entertainment's New Year's Eve live stream. It's 100% free. All you have to do is sit back pull up your iPhone or your iPad or put it on your big screen TV and enjoy an incredible night of incredible music, global tunes from around the world by some of honestly the most talented entertainers that I know, that I know will do a great job of making you guys happy, bring you guys some joy, make you guys dance, have you sing along. And um, tonight I'm happy to have them all as part of my guests so that we can talk more about uh, the drop-in, so we can reflect back on an incredibly roller coaster style of a year but more importantly look forward to an incredible future that's ahead of us and uh we hope that you're a part of all of that so like i said if you don't mind please like subscribe comment do whatever you gotta do to show some love and it's okay if you want to give some negative feedback to give that to us too we take it all in stride we're all trying to become better at what we're doing as well so Without any further ado, my monologues are super long-winded, so I apologize. But without any long, any further ado, I want to welcome not just three good-looking gentlemen who are going to be performing, but also the man who's going to be behind the scenes making it all happen, which is Brandon Pennick. And we have DJ Pierre, DJ Sam, and Raymond Robinson, our fabulous saxophonist. Gentlemen, how are you? What's up? What's going on? Uh... Glad to be on here. Thank you. Yeah, we got we got uh, Brandon from Wheaton, Maryland. Pierre, where are you at tonight? Germantown, Maryland. Sam, where are you at tonight? I'm in Gaithersburg, Maryland. Raymond, where are you at tonight? I am in Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, be more in the house, my former hometown, West yeah. Pratt Street. Uh, so, so gentlemen, man, first of all, I want to thank you guys for coming. I told you guys earlier that uh, it, please feel free to, you know, have a drink. If you have a drink uh, tonight, feel free to put it up in the air. And let's start off the night with a cheer, even if it's a glass of H2O, as I think, Pierre, you said you have a 1972 H2O bottle? 73, man, get it correct next oh, time. Oh, 73, you've been upgraded, I apologize. So <laughs> definitely said 72 earlier. I'm just, <laughs> just slow down on the water, okay? That's a, that's a great I'm red cup there. Don't worry. <laughs> I've seen Brandon's water jug way too many times in the past year <laughs> as he's been on his health trip. 
And we also have Anush back here. Anush, my friend, cheers to you as well. Anush is our talented uh, cinematographer here in Miami. Oh my God, I'm so sorry your glass is empty. I apologize. I gave you a glass of water though, so you can no, cheers to I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm, a light, I'm a lightweight. He's a lightweight. <laughs> All right, so uh, so guys, um, clearly it's been one hell of a year, okay? So um, what I want you guys to do is kind of just give a short introduction of who you are and um, you know your role at EE, and just give a little reflection of um, 2020, you know, and whether it's how you feel about it or how you're ready to get rid of it, and you know anything you want to kind of tell me about. 2020 and going to 2021. So I want to randomly start off with uh, Ray from Baltimore, Maryland, actually. Okay, so let's talk about 2020. Well, I am Ray. I am the one of the saxophone players, the main saxophone players of EE. And 2020, well, before 2020, let me talk about that first with my uh, EE experience. It was such a roller coaster in a in a great way. Like we experimented a lot with different uh performance tech you know techniques with adding the saxophone with DJing with different events and how people respond to it. And I think we got a lot of positive feedback that our crowd was looking forward to. Then 2020 hit and we had to like everyone be more creative. Unfortunately, like we had to change a lot of the plans as far as the direction goes. But with that being said, it hasn't stopped any of the progress. We still communicate well. We still brainstorm about things that we can do as a team. And I appreciate just being included in those ideas as we uh, you know, move forward with stuff like this. My 2020 is interesting because I became a teacher in 2020, I finished grad school, then became a Congratulations, teacher. Congratulations, man, so proud of you. That's dope. So yeah, I finished grad school during the virtual uh, season of education because I, I went to school for teaching and then I started as a music teacher. So my main focus has been that and then sort of doing like different private stuff that that's kind of still happening. But yeah, 2020, I think it was somewhat necessary, but you had to have a strong will and, you know, use your brain the whole time. And we've done that. So I love it. And, and Ray, when we when we come back to you, we're going to reflect about that one day that me, you and Pierre had at Mead High School and what we oh, yes. did and the teaching. So we'll, we'll get back to that. Okay. Up next, I'm, I'm going to skip to in no particular order, but me and Sam, we go back, I believe, almost. 20, almost 15, 16 years. So I'm going to go to Sam right now. So Sam, do your little intro and, you know, kind of reflect on 2020 and what you're looking forward to moving forward. Well, um, first of all, thanks for having me on here. Um, it's cool to see everybody in some way, shape or form. Uh, I haven't seen Pierre in super long time. I haven't seen Ray since the, since the live stream, but we're, we're, we're all doing okay. Uh, Basically, like, you know, 2019 ended on a pretty decent note for me. Um, my second son was born and, and and we were going into the 2020 thinking, okay, we're, you know, me and my wife had plans and, you know, all these things set. And then obviously the year happened and <clears throat> it didn't go quite as, quite as we expected. Um, oh, you didn't see this coming? 
<laughs> can't say that I did. Um, so, you know, obviously this is, this is DJing has been my main source of income for the last oof, 12, 13 years now. I've been doing it full time, whether it's DJing in a club or a bar or working with EE with Iman um, and you guys, it has, <clears throat> it has been my full-time main source of income. So it has been a little, it's been a little humbling experience. Um, I've been trying to find jobs here and there, not so, with not a lot of success. Gigs started popping back up towards the middle of the year and then they got taken away again. So we're just kind of floating around and see what's happening. I'm optimistic that next year things will start opening back up sooner, but you know, sooner rather than later. Um, but you know, that's pretty much it. Just been trying to get by as much as I can. Um, been very fortunate to have the help of my family and my my wife's family and you know just really focusing on my on my two kids we got one kid potty trained the other one started walking so try to use this time as much as we could to to benefit the children as much as we can so man we're gonna well we're gonna circle back and we're gonna talk about a couple things with you Sam. one is the first experience that you recall where you basically opened up for me when i used to dj so we're going to reflect on that later on and then uh you know we have to (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, I mean, I'm sure you don't want to talk about how amazing of a DJ I used to be. <laughs> I don't want to talk about how awful of it. <laughs> I was the world's worst well-known DJ in the DMV area in the history. It's crazy. Um, but anyway, so but but uh, but that's I appreciate you kind of sharing that little um, background about where you're at, and um, obviously, I think every every DJ in many shape or form can relate to the way that you 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 know you told your experienced the past year so hopefully everything will change in 2021 and that's what we're trying to do at ee um we're gonna we're gonna jump over to pierre now real quick uh pierre is somebody that i met four or five years ago i actually forget who connected us but god bless that person because it was some oh was it oh wow so well how perfect i get to thank you here Sam, because pierre is truly a class act i mean everybody here is a class act this is the the fortune that i have is the fact that i'm surrounded with great human beings but pierre was not just a dj he was director of operation and then he helped out with the human resources part of it so uh i'm just happy that Sam introduced me to to pierre because he's not just an incredible dj and a great resource for us at ee but just a good human being that i love having around so Pierre, man, um, give, give us give us your take on 2020, man. And I, I I know I know it's been a really really um, overwhelming year for you as well. So tell us about how you've been handling this and what you're looking forward to 2021. Yeah, man. First of all, thank you for the for the great words, man, and the great introduction. Thanks for having us. It's great to see everybody again, for sure. Um, yeah. So how did I connect with you? At, uh, I think towards the end of 2016, I was. Um, I was managing at Darna and then Sam was DJing one night and he said, well, Iman's looking for people. And I started as a tech with you, I think, before oh, I even. Yes, like, that's right. Yes, you can't. Well, at, the, at, the, at the time, I was kind of Iman's uh, director of ops. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was. That's probably, right. It was probably right around the beginning of 2017. Yeah. And you, yeah. ca- you, ca- you came to that E-Trade event that we were doing the first time you came where it was at the E-Trade hotel and you were trying to get, you know, uh, familiarized with the sound and light equipment and stuff. Okay, yeah, carry on. Uh, great right. memory. So, so yeah, I saw Tom's Facebook post. You know, he said he was uh, joining joining you as director of operations. He was really excited. So I'm like, boom, let me join this team. Sounds great. And ever since then, man, uh, the same things you said about me, I can say the same things about you. You're an awesome human being. 
Uh, class act, uh, always there, you know, just you need someone to talk to. You're always lending a good uh, help in here. So thank you for all that. Appreciate it. Um, before, before the virus, uh, we, were, we were on top of it, you know, uh, doing a lot of weddings. I remember doing a wedding on December 28th of 2019. And I was thinking, well, this is the last one of the year. But, you know, in about two or three months, we're going to, you know, rev up full force. Um, I was ready. But then March happened. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like everybody, uh, the best way to describe it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like everybody, not, not to, not to, you know, regurgitate or anything, but yeah, it took me by surprise. Definitely had to adjust, but you know, after the initial shock and everything, you kind of have to start to maintain your, your, you know, your positivity and your drive and your hope and everything. You have to find the silver lining. So, you know, you, you, you look for the good in going for a walk every day and cooking your food and spending more time with your, your wife or your significant other, or your family. Um, you learn to be grateful for those things. You know, I, I always knew what gratitude was, but uh, to say that 2020 has made me feel it more would definitely be an understatement. It has made me live it more, right? So yeah. um, that's, I would say, you know, it's taught me a lot this year, but that would, that's probably the main thing I want to take away from it that, you know, uh, when we're all done with this and, and, and prospering, cause I know we will, um, I don't oh, want to sure. lose. Yeah. I don't want to lose that sense of, of, of the gratitude of the closeness of the, you know, just your start. You're, I don't want to lose that simplicity. Yeah. yeah I get that. So, and, um, yeah, I want to carry that. And and Pierre, man, I'm so glad you brought up gratitude because I still remember that that day where me, you, and Ray were doing the meet high school, and I remember asking both of you guys about gratitude, and you guys both gave great answers. And you know, I turned to Pierre in front of 300 like high school students, and I was like, Pierre, what is gratitude to you? And you like being able to put yourself in the shoes of other people. And I actually w look back at that video, the highlight. And like the things that we talked about or I talked about in that speech, it's like it holds so true, like especially during the pandemic, you know, like we were talking about it before the pandemic. But everything about gratitude is such an integral part of survival, I feel like at this point, you know, like if you don't find reasons to um, to to live, then it makes obviously this whole part much more difficult so when you start looking around you're like my god i have beautiful children in psalm's case i have a beautiful amazing wife that i can go on walks with you know ray is touching people with teaching and there's so many different things that are happening around our lives that if you just kind of focus on those things that will help you push through this crazy thing that we've been going through you know and hopefully um it gives us enough source of energy to keep us strong uh so that when 2021 rolls around we can hopefully be there for the the, the 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 turning of the tide you know so that was a, that was a great little memory that i had with you and and ray um at, at mead high school for that little presentation all right well thank you so much for that intro pierre now i actually want to go to my man my man brandon who every single awesome people episode he's a producer so tonight he's like a guest and he's producing as well so so brandon man like um He's going to be also the main man who's going to be running the show for the drop-in on New Year's Eve. So, Brandon, man, I know I know we talked a little bit live on the show for the Thanksgiving episode, but but tell tell me how you're reflecting back on 2020 and what you're looking forward to the most at the drop-in and 2021. Sure, uh, you know, just um, I mean, everyone kind of summed up 2020. 
overall. I'm just going to say, you know, lots of eye-opening and uh, ready for whatever's next. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I'm just, I'm excited for the drop-in. Um, we had a lot of fun on uh, Halloween. This time it's going to be a, a bit different. Music-centric, so a lot of fun. A lot of cool technical aspects. Well, you're not going to dress up and, and, and get in front of the camera anymore? <laughs> what was that? That was a big selling point for me. Actually, actually, you know you know what, Brandon? I think we should do two things. I think you should get the Fear Alive highlight ready so that everyone kind of see what we did during Halloween. And then also, why don't you... You can, t you can, you can decide if you want to say it before the highlight or after, but tell them about the, the little things that we're going to do extra uh, to make the drop-in even more different. Uh, for New Year's Eve. And then also there's a special announcement that we're going to be making towards the end of this program that if you stick around, you're going to, you're going to hear it, but it's a big announcement for 2021. But Brandon, do you want to kind of say how New Year's Eve drop-in is going to be different than fear? And then you can decide if you want to play the highlight for those who didn't join us that featured again, DJ Sam and Ray uh, and Domun. It's up to you. I'll leave it up to you, Mr. Producer. Uh, I mean, just expect some more camera movement, I guess. All right. <laughs> I mean, there's, do you want to uh, maybe chime in about more of the the other stuff? I don't want to give away too much about them. Yeah, so, I mean, well, well, how about well? Here's the thing. You're I mean, putting them on the spot, Iman. <laughs> I mean, I mean, here here's the thing, guys. I mean, let's let's keep it real. Nothing replaces the real life experience that we've had. I mean, like we've all experienced performing in front of thousands of people. There's no greater feeling, you know, and so like people like us who have enjoyed that gratification of simultaneously making hundreds, thousands of people happy, making them dance. Even Anush knows how that feels as a DJ who's done 18th Street Lounge, one of the most legendary venues, um, you know, like. This this brings us so much freaking joy, you know, to to do to do. I'm just like I miss that place, you know, like so 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 we know we know we're realistic enough to know that we cannot replicate that feeling of proximity towards that joy and happiness. But through technology, at least we're able to do it virtually, you know, and um, we've tried to do it on a small scale. Obviously, we'd love to have millions of viewers and followers, but you know, we got to take baby steps, and we're okay with that. But um, what we're doing for New Year's Eve is adding a much more up close and personal experience. So like it's almost like a 3D or 4D version, I guess, where we want to get up close and personal to the DJs, DJing, the musicians doing their thing. And um, like almost like just pull back the curtain uh, much more than what we did for Fear Live. So that's that's really one of the main things that we're doing for New Year's Eve for the drop in in the hopes that people can kind of really get into the nitty-gritty of what we do you know and the more people kind of um connect with us then i know that you guys especially as entertainers will be able to connect with the viewers knowing that they are getting a very up close and personal experience as you guys are are showcasing your craft you know so that's one of the i mean it's like when you when you break it down it doesn't sound that amazing but it's literally given the circumstances it's the best thing that we can do to really step up the notch and like what i love about ee is that everybody's always thriving to put on a bigger and better production the next time around so that's what we're trying to do at new year's eve and so for all those of you who are going to be joining us we we hope that um you you enjoy the upgrade in the live stream experience. So for now, uh, Brandon, if you don't mind, play the highlight. It's about a minute long or so of 
of what we did for Halloween. And hopefully it'll give you a little taste of what to expect on New Year's Eve. So uh, enjoy that little highlight and we'll come right back. Everyone get ready, stand back, hold on to your butts. Here we go. I'm sure he's fine. No, he's, he's a little slumped over, but... Uh. Yeah, 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 no, no. Put me back on the hold line. I like that music more than your voice. Bill, are you still dead? I'm beginning to worry, Bill. Miriam, Miriam, be all Oh, that was a rush. All right. So, um, so that that was uh, you know what we experienced on on Fear Life, and for those of you just tuning in, all you have to do is click on the link in my bio or Exclusive Entertainment's bio. And you can um, set a reminder. It's a completely free live stream experience for New Year's Eve. We hope you join us and you enjoy uh, incredible music that Sam and, and Pierre and Ray are, are going to have. It's going to be like 50% global music, 50% uh, you know Western music, top 40 music. Persian uh, Sam is going to uh, have a little bit of Persian music. Arabic music, Latin music. Pierre is going to have some Arabic music, some Persian music, some Latin music. Ray is going to have a 20, 30 minute solo set where he's going to play his heart out. And so I actually want to get back to Ray right now. Can you tell us when you actually got started with the saxophone? Like what drew you to that instrument? Was it like something that was like in your family or, you know, kind of tell us how you stumbled upon the saxophone? So I uh, started playing the saxophone in just in school when when they started uh, giving students instruments. So I started in fourth grade and I was originally trying to play drums, which I, I play hand percussion too, but then my mom didn't want me to play it in school. So she said, pick something else. And then I just picked the saxophone. But the, the influence as far as like music overall comes from some, some uh, a older couple that I grew up around that ended up teaching me jazz through piano. And then, uh, which is a lady named Miss Floyd, Dolores Floyd, and then her husband, Maurice Robinson, he played saxophone. So having both of them as influences nice. kind of like shaped my ear the way it's shaped so I could hear the way I hear because I have this universal like way of listening because the piano and the saxophone knowledge kind of worked itself together. And then once I came to college, that's when I learned theory and technology and then the teaching stuff. So um, now I understand the science behind sound overall too. And that's why, and then with my performance experience, cause I started performing at like 12 years old. And so like having that, that much experience up to now I'm 26 is, is what gave me like 
the live performance way of uh, playing with DJs because I'm used to improvising in in a in a certain type of setting. Mm-hmm. But being belonging to this generation, I understand how to bring that type of performance aspect to like a modern day sense. It's very no it's very noticeable when you when you get to work alongside of Ray as well. It's he's it's like you know after a minute or two, it's like you guys are on the same page and he reads your mind. So you don't. You know, whenever I'm playing with Ray, like he just said, like he gets the theory behind it. And once you know that, you know, pretty much everything else is self-explanatory. You know, actually, so I'm so glad you brought that up because I was looking back at like the full video from from that night. And just obviously I was there, too. And like you could tell how like you have respect for Raymond as a musician where you're like, man, I can actually make my set even better by communicating with him better, by giving him a heads up of what song is coming and like, you know, just giving signals to each other. Can, can the two of you or all three of you speak more about the benefits of having a great musician about, especially Pierre and Sam, about having a great musician like a Raymond? Like how much does it enhance the musical experience and how you guys can connect better? Well, Ray, I mean, uh, Pierre, if you want to go and start on that, I just finished. So you can go ahead and start okay. with that first. Uh, Ray, I'll never forget the one conversation that you and I had at one of the multiple weddings that we did. And, you know, obviously, whenever you you are there at a wedding with me, it's much more fun. But like, I remember you told me the trick is not to play on the song, it's to play along with the song. Exactly. So, yeah, so you're not, you're never overbearing. You're never too loud for the song. It's more of like a call and response rather than a playing over. So if the song calls, you'll respond. And then as the DJ, you love that because you get to hear both. You get to hear the song, the best parts of the song, and you get to hear the best parts of, of the saxophonist. And uh, that, my friend, you are very talented at. And not to mention the aspect of you're in the crowd, you know, that, that, having a mobile instrument gives you the ability to move through the crowd, to interact, to be personable, to take selfies with the bride and groom, to take selfies with the guests. As a DJ, you're locked in your office, you know? So it definitely adds such a great dynamic to the wedding. And um, I would recommend having you at every wedding. You know, if if the couple knows what's good for them, they're going to hire a saxophone. And that'll be you. Much appreciated, guys. I, I love I love our chemistry for sure. Like it doesn't, cause the the setup doesn't always work with every type of um, I'll say artistic personality. On both ends, you might have certain people that that DJ a certain way, and it won't mesh because they're not picking the right songs for the the setting with the instrument, and then vice versa. You have certain instrumentalists, like you said, that that won't treat it like it's a duet they're treating it like it's their solo performance and it's right. the case you know everybody's shining together to make the best sound so you've definitely been able to find that with ee and, and, and you, you know what there's a, there's a couple of things i want to kind of say first of all it's definitely not just weddings my man ray when whenever he performed that air that was like incredible at tyson's beer garden those sunday nights every time raymond was there like you could just tell like you literally got people up off their benches and, and got going so you were the party started there and also what's really great and you guys just touched on it uh the whole like not playing on top but on the side we've definitely had many many saxophonists that were so overbearing and uh people would actually say you know can you please like cut him off not ray but like previous um saxophonists and so it's great that he knows his timing and um even like when we were playing back the i was listening to the mix for dj Sam from the fear live 
and I sent the the mix link to a bunch of my friends. I was like, man, this was a great mix. And they were all complimenting the saxophone. And for an audio podcast, for people to be for, for, for people to be complimenting the saxophone on that, that's you know, you know you're on point musically when in an audio podcast you're listening to it and you love the music. Because obviously, like a saxophone is in the middle of a dance floor when you're drunk and, and a wedding and people are having a great time, it's always gonna look good, especially when you have a good looking dude and he's got full of energy. But the fact that you're also like musically on beat and that can, you know, be deciphered on on an audio podcast. That speaks to how great you guys have chemistry and like that that DJ song mix from from uh, Fear Live with Ray. Everybody should listen to it, you know. <laughs> so they can go to exclusive entertainment and go to song for that. One. I know I'm biased, but I was li- I'm not. I'll be very honest. I don't usually listen to all of the DJs mixes, but I really loved that one. It was great. So I'm glad uh, there's that chemistry, and I hope that we get to um, you know have these kind of sets more often in live in person. Um, what I want to talk about next, actually, is um, Sam. How did you get into DJing, and like, what's the story behind your love affair with music that you can share with everybody? Well, first of all, thank you for the for the words about the mix. Uh, you know, you just as a DJ, you just kind of have fun with it, and you just kind of get lost in music sometimes. And I felt like that was a great time for me. I just got to play whatever I wanted and had a good time with it. Um, and when you have someone like Ray who compliments you so well who basically can read your mind and knows what you're going to do and can count along with you, you know, knows, knows the four counts, knows the eight counts, you know, these little, these little intricacies matter mm-hmm. um, in DJ, <clears throat> especially when you're playing alongside, <laughs> excuse me, whether it's another art, a saxophone player or any other instrument that they play, it's very important. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Um, as far as how I got into it, you know, it was just, <laughs> it, I kind of just stumbled into it, to be frank. I never really had a passion for it growing up. I never really just was like, oh, I really want to do this. I learned, like Ray, I was in third or fourth grade and I picked up instruments. Um, when I was able to, I learned, I played the violin. And then my parents signed me up for um, piano lessons. So I kind of learned music that way. At the time, it didn't really interest me much. I got, you know, I went to maybe like seventh or eighth grade with piano. And I don't know, I just, just never really, never really, never really interested me much. Um, Mm. Little do I know (laughs) uh, when I was in college and I was, you know, um, bringing a lot of people to bars because I was a socialite in college. And one of the, one of the bars that I frequented a lot said they were looking for a DJ. And at the time, one of my really good friends, my best friend, Pedron was a DJ and I was the promoter, basically bringing everybody to watch him DJ. You mean, you mean DJ Ice? DJ Ice. Um, I can't wait artist, to say this like <laughs> the artist, the artist formerly known as. Um, I hope he's watching it. <laughs> so, you know, basically just started picking it up, and then um, I brought a good amount of people to the bar in College Park in the middle of, of the dead, dead summer, and then I guess word got out into DC, and then just kind of snowballed from there. That was in like 2006. So, Which bar was it? In College Park, yeah, uh, it's it was it's not there anymore. It was called the Mark, the Mark of Santa Fe. It was a little lounge that they played all house techno things like that. Um, Good old Santa Fe. Shout out to <laughs> University of Maryland Terrapins. Dude. It was it was run by Matt Mac Pronin, who now is one of the higher ups in Echo Stage. Um, yeah. And you know that's that's how I know a lot of those people from Echo Stage because they all 
they all were basically with Matt. So that whole crew that was with Matt is kind of filtered their way into DC, um, whether it be through Echo Stage or other venues. And uh, that was it. And my first gig ever in DC was at the, uh, the old 1223 in Spank. Oh yeah, that sounds familiar, Sam. <laughs> a lot of nights in that area. Talk, talk about that, that. Talk about that fashion show, man. Very briefly. So, <laughs> in the I want to say in the winter. Oh no, it was the spring because it was around notice time. So it was in March of 2008. I really took on a big project where I wanted to kind of like bring an s ton of people to a club for no reason. So I used every string and every pull and every resource that I had. And I decided to throw a Persian New Year's party with a couple other DJs. But like I was basically, they, they gave me reins. Like the promoters gave me the rain for it. So I had all the creative, you know, I had all the eyes on it. I, I could do everything. I told where the DJs go play, who plays, when, who comes in. I was, I was, that was my night, one night I got. And it was fun. I had Iman play upstairs with Jimon, his cousin. And I had Pedram and Kia play downstairs on the 1223 floor. This is like, tw how many years ago? I mean, this, this is funny. Like this how is many? March, this is March of 2008. Oh wow, 12 years ago, yeah. There's a video up there filtering around there somewhere too. Oh, somewhere God. on the internet, there's a highlight video of it. I have to find that video. <laughs> that, was that was probably the last time that I DJ'd. Thank God. Uh, what was the Thank God. Thank God. It was 1223. It was, uh, that was, that became Dirty Martini afterwards. Yeah. 1223 in its heyday was one of the best clubs and like Spank up there was like the VIP and like they had like cabanas indoors, you know, but it was, it was a cool spot. It wasn't cabanas. It was, there were beds. Okay. I'm so sorry. There were beds. <laughs> they were oh beds. yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. yeah so, but look, I mean, yeah. Okay. It was beds. They were beds and um, <laughs> there was like a super like VIP platform in the back and it was awesome like we had a, and we had a fashion show so my 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 friend's like cousin or distant cousin had some growing line called persis and it was like a high-end um like graphic t-shirt company with like a bunch of cool old school like persian calligraphy and things on it um it wasn't really my style, but whatever. I mean, it was cool. People liked it. I mean, it, wor it worked nicely with the Persian New Year theme. So it was exactly. actually, it was good marketing on your behalf. To it was, it that was, you. thank you. It was, it was a good pull. Like if, if, if it fit with yeah. everything that was going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah. And between like me, Iman and everybody that was involved, I mean, that was probably one of the more successful nights that. Dude, I think there was over 12, 1300 people there on that at 1223 at night. And the, the, the one memory I have of 1223 is when you DJ on the main floor, you have to take this like straight up freaking ladder and go up and like into like a little hole to get to like the DJ booth. Have you guys ever, did you guys ever DJ at 12? I don't think that was 1223. I think you're talking about fur. No, no, no. It was twelve twenty. It was downstairs to Spank. Yeah. Trust me. It was like on the main floor. You had to go up on this raggedy ass ladder and like go into this little. I mean, it was just. It was bad. It was dangerous. I don't remember that, but I do remember that having to do that in fur, and that was yeah. really scary. <laughs> All right, Pierre. We're, we're, bathroom in fur, actually. Pierre, we're gonna wait, let's go to you now, and 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 how your or where or how your love affair with music started, and how you got into DJing. Because I know you were also in radio too, so. Yeah, take us, take us all the way back and give me some so, pointers, man. <laughs> uh, in the beginning, <laughs> like, I, I gotta thank I gotta thank my mom for my love of music because, uh, you know, even though she, she was born in Lebanon at three years old, she had to leave because of the civil war and everything. 
so she moved to Australia. So in Australia, mm. she was exposed to people like Michael Jackson, like Prince, like Elvis. So um, growing up, I remember the first artist I, I really listened to was Michael Jackson. And to this day, he's, he's the goat for me. I mean, uh, people don't, a lot of people don't know this, but he, uh, in addition to singing and everything, he actually engineered his own music. So he was actually very smart. Uh, he was very uh, musically talented. It wasn't just singing and dancing. He actually engineered the sounds in his songs. So uh, that's a little tidbit there, but uh, just his, his musical ability, his talent and his passion the passion is what gets me. That's what reels me in. That's why right. Tupac is my favorite rapper. Because, I mean, yeah, they're better lyricists, but you can't knock that dude's heart. Like, he's got more heart than anybody, yeah. right? So that was when I loved music. That was when I started to fall in love with music. Uh, as far as DJing goes, in high school, I was a sophomore in high school, I remember, and I loved going to the basketball games. And I remember, I forget his name, but there was a guy who was a senior, and he was playing the music for the warm-ups, and for timeouts and at halftime, and I'm like, man, like, that would be so cool. And I said, well, he's a senior. When he graduates, I want to take a spot. Oh, it's so, Iman, bro. What are you talking about? It was Iman. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, ever, like, I talked to the athletic department, and, you know, for the next two years, my junior and, and senior year, I was DJing for the, for the basketball team. I asked for my first audio mixer for Christmas. And I had like a, a, a CD player and a cassette player. I was mixing the two, just having fun. Um, I thought it was so cool to be able to mix two, two songs. I thought it, well, I was like, you know, I was doing something crazy, crazy cool. Um, then I went to University of Maryland. I wanted to DJ all the frat parties, right? D didn't care how much I got paid. So what did I do? I made a mix and then I went to uh, their frat party meeting, I guess with like, they have a meeting with all the heads of the, the fraternities. I put, I made like 20 some copies of my mix, put a business card in there, passed them all out, gave like a five minute presentation. I was like, guys, I'll charge 75 bucks a party. I don't care. Like it's like three, four hours. I don't care. I just wanted to DJ. And of course, cause my price was so good. I was getting booked every weekend, like Friday and Saturday. So that's where I really got my feet wet in DJing. Um, after Maryland, uh, I'm reading a Rolling Stone magazine. In the back of the magazine, I see uh, this school in Orlando, Florida called Full Sail. And it's a music production school, among other things. And I found out that's where like, Shaquille O'Neal recorded his first album when he was with The Magic. And um, a couple other famous artists recorded there. So I'm like, oh, they have pretty good studios. Went and visited, long story short, ended up going there. And then I'm there in Orlando. I don't know anybody. I'm like, well, let me get a job internship. Look at the radio station I like. Let me start interning. So I started to intern as a promotions assistant. Um, out of 19 interns, I think I was the only one selected to, to have a job with them. So nice. I was on top of the world. Um, I was working in the promotions team. Uh, I think somebody, uh, somebody was leaving the late night shift uh, on air, 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. And they were having like tryouts, like who wants it? I was like, of course I want it. So I started doing the overnights, 11 to two. The, the night guy got fired, seven to 11. So I started- Thank God. Stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, the, the, the local hip hop top 40 station for like three years. Then I got hired in Indiana to do radio over there, then Las Vegas. And then, um, and then back here. And then I started getting into clubs here. DJing, I met you. And then, you know, before March of this year, it was it was clubs, it was weddings, it was corporate events, and it was nothing but doing what I love. And that's that's what hopefully we'll get back to here very shortly. 
I love that, man. You know, it's uh, the the fact that um, you said that your first few gigs were at University of Maryland frat parties. Literally, like one of our first paid gigs, me and Jima, when we were DJing together, was I remember I was taking anthropology, and my my teacher's assistant was like a cooler guy. Like I was a freshman, he was like a junior. And then he knew that we were like DJing and he's like, oh, we're, you know, my frat's having like a party. I was like, dude, I would love, we would love to come and DJ, like anything, sure. And then he's like, well, we don't have a budget. I was like, I don't care. You can put a jar over there. And if anybody likes our music, just they could put like money. And I remember like me and Jimon, we went over there and then we lugged in all the equipment. And back then it was like huge Gemini speakers, which Anush sold to me like 18 years ago at, at freaking Veneman's music. I'm okay. I don't know what it was, but it was some big old speakers, big old mixers, big American old, audio, American audio for sure. <laughs> I mean, trust me, dude, like I was on a budget, okay, as always. And so anyways, I came over there and I remember like they had a jar and like I swear to God at the end of the night, there was maybe like $50, $60 and splitting that money with Jimon was like the best thing. Like the fact that we got paid to do that because I would have done that shit for free for several more weeks until I realized like, wait a second, we can make more money. But like for at least a long time, <laughs> I would have been totally cool with no money. So like literally walking away with $20, $30 was like, a blessing that's a that's a really fun night at cornerstone yeah <laughs> so yeah man so a lot a lot of a lot of cool cool stories from university of maryland for sure um all right so we're going to get brandon back into here because i think it's time for us to um first of all talk a little bit um remind people about you know the new year's eve drop-in <laughs> but i think i want brandon to release the big news that has to do with 2021 if he's comfortable with sharing it brandon are you comfortable with sharing the details or how about this how about this let me get let me keep people waiting a little bit longer why don't we play the promo for this new year's drop-in and then when we play the drop-in promo which is going to include the beautiful faces of Sam, pierre and ray um then when we come back we're going to make the big announcement and hopefully brandon will do it because uh, him and Pierre and I were the ones who kind of like, you know, were part of the whole thought process behind what we're going to be releasing in 2021. And I'm very excited to share it. And so first we'll play the promo for New Year's Eve. And then when we come back, Brandon will hopefully break the news. Stay with us, guys. I'll say it. I'll say it. <laughs> All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's a promo for uh, this New Year's Eve. Uh, again, if you're just tuning in, this New Year's Eve, starting 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, Exclusive Entertainment is doing the drop-in. And the drop-in is going to be a live stream that's free to all of you beautiful people. All you got to do is click on the link in my bio below or um, just follow the Exclusive Entertainment Instagram page, handle Exclusive Entertainment. And... Um, we hope you join us, honestly. I mean, if you're sitting at home and whether it's just you alone or with a couple of friends or family, um, I can guarantee you that your night will be filled with great music, great conversations, 
and hopefully what you believe to be as amazing vibes. As you can tell, these are some great human beings around us. And all we're trying to do is use our talents, our network to present to you guys an event that will make you smile, that will make you dance, that will make you perhaps even be introduced to different cultures. Um, you know, one of the one of the best things about exclusive entertainment is the diversity that we have. You know, I'm Iranian, born in Germany, raised in America, um, love to speak different languages. And one of the best things about exclusive entertainment is the diversity that we have. We have Arabs from Lebanon, like Pierre. We have Basant, our newest intern from Egypt. We have um, Iranians like Sam. We have our all Americans from Maryland, like like Brandon. We have Anush who's Persian. We have Indian DJs. We have Latin DJs like Javier. Uh, I mean, the list will go on. If I have to start giving the different nationalities of every one of our DJs and musicians, I'll be here for a while. But the point is that um, exclusive entertainment is a representation of how I would love the world to see each other. And that is, doesn't matter where you're from, doesn't matter what language you speak, doesn't matter what religion that you follow, as long as you're a kind human being, as long as you want to make the world a better place, as long as you want to use your talents to make this world better, more beautiful, more energetic, more positive. That's who I want around you at Exclusive Entertainment. That's who I want around you and my family, my friends, my network, because that's life. That is truly what life is all about. So um, on New Year's Eve at the drop-in, you're going to get a drop in a bucket of what we're really all about at EE and what we're really all about as everything we do at Unite and Conquer and Night Owls and all the brands that I have and really just a network of people that I want to have around me. I want I want diversity. I want inclusivity. I want to be able to enjoy and learn different music, language, culture, food. Um, you know, hopefully we get back to traveling again so we can see as many cities as possible. Um, but for the time being, we're doing it through music. And I'm honored to stand by uh, virtually next to these gentlemen right here and the ladies that are helping make this event possible. And again, I hope you join us on New Year's Eve for the drop-in because it's going to be an incredible night. I mean, Pierre and Sam, um, I mean, I have some great DJs on our team, but Pierre and Sam are truly top-notch when it comes to hitting all corners of the world. Uh, and so, you know, when you come over there, you can expect to... Um, enjoy music from literally multiple nationalities and that's what makes the drop-in special and unique and on top of that you get to have somebody like ray uh who's going to be playing alongside with his incredible instrument and his incredible talents and so the first thing i want to kind of talk to you guys about before i make the big announcement is sam pierre ray what are you looking forward to the most with 2021 especially with the drop-in so kind of tell me about what you're excited about musically and what you're excited about just in general with life. So, and then I'll make the big announcement. So let's start with Pierre this time around. What are you looking forward to in 2021 and share us your excitement about the drop-in New Year's Eve? Uh, the drop-in, man. I remember our lunch, Iman, when you, when you told me about the idea of the drop-in. I don't know if my eyes lit up as much as I felt they did, but uh, <laughs> definitely inside, uh, like, I don't know, I was really excited. Um, all jokes aside, I was really excited because uh, even before the, you know, the virus, uh, streaming gaining a lot of traction, um, a very good and effective, efficient way to broadcast yourself all over the world, right? So, um, the, you know, we love music. We love talking about um, things that have a positive impact on the world. And the fact that we get to do both 
uh, on a live stream every week is just, it's awesome. You know, uh, no pun intended, but uh, <laughs> and the fact that we're, you know, who are we working? We're working with you, with Brandon, with Sam, with Ray. I mean, like you said, this is, this is our family. This is our, um, we, we know what we're all about. We've been working together for a few years. So um, to continue that on and to, to continue the comp, like just to continue EE, man, like, uh, I, I know I told you this a few months ago, Iman, but, you know, a lot of companies have folded and have thrown in the towel, but you haven't. And actually, on the contrary, the exact opposite. Whenever there's a challenge thrown at you, you instead of thinking, how is this going to affect me or us? You think, well, how can we work with this? And um, again, I really admire you for that. Um, I just got to throw that in there, man, because, uh, Thank you, man. you know, you, you're, you're, you know, it's it's a source of strength also for us. And it's it's a source of of uh, reinforcement and you know we know that that you're always going to be um searching or, or vying or, and fighting for that to to improve and uh the past year has been nothing but that so uh hats off to you um in general what am i excited what am i excited for for 2021 i'm excited to get past all this i'm excited for um lockdowns to end i'm excited for um us to get back to celebrating. I'm excited for truth to come out. So there's a lot to look forward to in next year. Cheers to truth. Psalm, what are you looking forward to, man? <laughs> and thank you again, Pierre. Appreciate it. I love you, man. Um, well, Pierre touched on a lot that I think all of us can really, you know, say in some way, shape or form. Um, I, you know, I, this year when everything happened, I did stream a little bit, um, not to the extent of other people, but it did, it did help get me through some times and it was a good outlet for me. So if there's anything that I'm looking forward to, as far as that goes um, with the drop in, I do think it's a great way to be able to promote yourself both in this, within your own, you know, network of people, but also like their network of people with the internet and everything that's going on. It's so easily for anyone to gain access to anything that you're doing, especially when it comes to streaming, whether it be through gaming or music. So I think yeah. there's the potential of that to, quickly grow would be awesome. Um, so that's, what's really cool about that. Um, I think there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of interest there, um, general interest. And I think if you just get people pointing them in the right direction, I think you'll, you'll see the, you'll, you'll, you'll reap the benefits of it. Uh, man, as far as what I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to anything that's the opposite of this year, frankly. So, uh, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to, you know, have getting my job back on a more consistent basis um i'm looking forward to seeing i'm actually looking forward to see what life is like post covid what things i think while things have been pretty crappy there are some things that have happened this year because of covid that i think um certain things that we can keep i do like i do like the whole you know let's not have everybody jammed into one place at a certain time kind of thing you know i think we can afford a little bit of space between people i think there's little you know little elements here like that that i think you can incorporate into next year in certain different elements that i think we'll keep um but in general i am just looking for some way to get back to work looking forward to seeing my friends looking forward to giving people hugs again looking forward to and you're you're known for some big big bear hugs man so i'm even, a hugger man even i miss that stuff so <laughs> um you know i'm looking forward to coughing in public without everybody staring at you um you know this year was this year was rough for a lot of us um not just you know 
the not just because of what happened because of the virus, but because a lot of people did get the virus. Um, mm -hmm. I got the virus. My family got the virus. You know, luckily everything was fine and we're good. But there's a lot of people who weren't so lucky. So yeah. I think what Pierre kind of touched on as far as um, gratitude and appreciation, I think that we will we will never we won't take these things for granted anymore. I think there were a lot of things we took for granted. Um, just we didn't even realize we took it for granted just because we thought every day was just going to be the same as the next. Um, but this was a reminder that how quickly things can be taken away from you. So right. uh, more than anything, that's what I'm looking forward to. I love it, man. Thank you so much for those words. Uh, Ray, my man, what about you? Um, I think a lot of things that were just said are very much correct, you know, and I feel the same way. Um, the thing I'm looking, well, just to look back on 2020 before talking about 2021, I think 2020, what it has been very difficult, but in a lot of ways was necessary um, just to, you know, look at where society has been, how much we overlook in terms of like, just in social settings, how fast paced things are going. Are we always doing things the most efficient way with the technology that we have available? I think 2020 has brought a lot of that to the forefront and it wouldn't have happened otherwise. But um, no, I did not like being in, you know, quarantine, you know, this quarantine pandemic, COVID, whatever title, I did not like it. So 2021, <laughs> I'm looking forward to um, getting back to because I know it's not ever going to be the same, but a more enhanced way of doing things that we were already doing. Um, I just really miss being able to not worry about um, what's happening if I am to perform, you know, live. Wow. Wow. So just yeah. not this. I look forward to not having that anxiety as a as a performer professional. you're telling me man that's yeah it's it's, right. a, it's a lot of responsibility like you know because even i want to do some public events like here in, in miami like in march hopefully for like persian new year right and and the thought of like what if something happens at an event that i'm like creating you know so i totally feel you on that like you guys as performers you like you want to make people happy you want to get back onto the on, on stage but then the thought of possibly something happening because of you create that environment, it's, it's a lot of pressure for sure. Well, to piggyback, to piggyback a little bit on what um, Ray was saying, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interject, but no, fine. something that you touched on that was very, that just kind of like hit me here, the anxiety of it. Um, you know, since like when we went into lockdown and stuff and I stopped working, um, you know, the gigs in Arlington started coming back here, but there, you know, a little bit here and there. There was maybe like four or five places that were open. And of those four or five places that were open, there was maybe like five or six DJs that really decided that they were going to go back to work or at least to in some way, shape or form. Um, I personally had a lot of anxiety going back and it really hasn't quite gone away yet. I don't know. It's just, it just feels different. Like for me, I don't know. I, I really can't explain it other than just having anxiety, being in the club, I love it, and when I'm DJing, I'm fine. But just, just the, just sometimes like being there, it just, just not doesn't feel quite the same, um, and it definitely has an anxiety 
you know, touch to it. Well, I think, I think it's, it's a combination of two things. One is like, you don't want to expose yourself, but also if you have a family that you're going home to, there's yes. that feeling of potential guilt of like, what if, if like, I'm not going to forgive myself if like I was responsible for passing on to that. So, um, I mean, I think that makes complete sense. I mean, if, and if anybody else, Pierre or Ray, if you guys want to add on to that and share your experiences and because just in general, so many people are going through anxiety, like in different industries, different professions, you know, but if you guys want to, you know, touch on a little bit more deeper from your perspective, by all means, feel free to share, share it. Yeah. I think, I think just like with any type of, um, potential sickness is it's important to just be aware so like me personally i've just had to toughen up and get tested you know just it's just q-tip up your nose you know what i mean but it <laughs> sucks it does suck but like doing that and doing it somewhat periodically has relieved my anxiety so much because i know like i, I haven't had a positive test yet so I know I, I haven't given it to anybody. Mm -hmm. So just just getting as a performer or a, a, any type of worker that, that you're outside of your house, outside of a virtual realm, I think it's just important to, you know, just get tested. If you're not doing it like weekly, do it bi-weekly, you know, three weeks, four weeks, whatever you need to do in order to balance the safety of the, the boundaries around you that kind of, you know, helps with the anxiety. So, um, Pierre, I want to actually, because I, I know you've done a lot of research in in the virus and, and you in general, even before pandemic, you were very health conscious. You were very all about nutrients. And um, I would love to kind of hear your thoughts and any opinions or suggestions that you have to, to give people like a better um, way to handle what's going on? Because I know there are certain things that you take, whether it's vitamins or whatever, anything you can kind of share to kind of give people a little more peace of mind, some calmness, and the things that you've been doing to stay healthy, to stay strong. Um, would you like to kind of touch on that? Uh, sure. Uh, I'd like to preface it. Like, I'd love to touch on it. It's the stuff I love to talk about. Um, un unfortunately, like natural remedies have become a little polarizing um, lately with all the political stuff. But to yeah. answer to answer the but, but but Pierre, that's actually why, man. I know I know you're very passionate. I didn't mean to cut you off, but like I want you to feel comfortable, man. Like every I respect everybody's opinion, you know. And so obviously, if anyone follows you on social media, I know you have certain uh, opinions about certain things. But I I love the fact that you're you're you dig so much deep into what research that you've been doing, you know. So feel free to kind of share exactly what it is that you believe in. And if other people agree or disagree, that's up to them, you know. But I respect your opinion. I, I myself want to kind of hear more about how you're doing because I know that you've been viewing this whole thing in a completely different way than probably most people have. So feel free to be comfortable with how you share your insights. I, um, I appreciate that, guys. But just to like touch on, touch on the anxiety part that you guys are, are talking about. I mean, even before before COVID, let's say, if we're, if we're talking about a flu. And again, I'm not a doctor, but I've spoken with doctors and I've read doctor, doctor studies and this and that. Um, and also, if I may preface it again by saying that there are doctors that exist that are not on TV. So mm -hmm. it doesn't always have to be the doctor on TV that is right, because there are hundreds of thousands of doctors who are not allowed on TV who mm -hmm. are giving different advice um, with 
uh, better success than ventilation or vaccination or what have you. Mm -hmm. So uh, even before COVID, I was on a very homeopathic, holistic path, and that hasn't changed. And um, for me, it just boils down to uh, the science of the way your body works and vitamins that you ingest prohibit certain viruses from replicating. Therefore, I haven't, I mean, I'm not saying this to like, you know, be an ass, but I haven't had one ounce. Honestly, my only anxiety throughout this whole thing has become, has, has been my financial anxiety. That's it. I have not once been afraid of contracting the virus or giving it to somebody else because I know the way bodies work and I know what I take every day. The, the elderberry, the vitamin D, the vitamin A, the vitamin C, the coated silver. Uh, you know, I, I, I barely get sick before COVID, barely get sick. Um, so I know that it's working. I know that these things work. I've spoken to doctors that, that have showed me studies and doctors that have been in practice for 20, 30, 40 years that have told me the same thing. So without going too deep in the rabbit hole, without getting political, um, just the other side of the anxiety is to make sure that if you're, if you're eating right, if you're eating foods with, with whole natural ingredients, um, if you're not you know, ingesting too many chemicals or no chemicals at all, um, if you're treating your body right, then you're, you're, you are strong enough to battle anything. And um, I just don't believe that a well-treated body can be penetrated by COVID or any other virus. I appreciate that, dude. I appreciate you sharing that insight. Um, what I really would like to kind of touch on, if you guys don't mind, I know we're going a little bit, how are we doing on time-wise? You guys good? Um, because I think I think you guys touch on something very important. That's anxiety amongst entertainers, you know. And some people they they are having a harder time than other people, whether it's for financial or emotional, psychological, physical. Um, if you guys have a word of advice of what you guys have been doing to to try to remain optimistic during this difficult time as entertainers, if you guys have been doing other things to just, um, you know, stay strong or positive mindset, anything you guys can share, because you know very well that there are other DJs, other saxophonists, other musicians, other entertainers that, that are truly going through some incredibly difficult times, you know, whether it's, um, turning to too much alcohol, too much drugs, too much anything else that's spiraling their life right now, you know, in case they're listening right now. Um, and not to say that everything from y'all's or mine is perfect by any means, you know, but I think we can all agree that there are people that are probably doing a lot worse than us. So let's try to pick up our fellow DJs, our fellow musicians, fellow entertainers, and share what's been working for you, you know, and I would love to kind of just end it on the most positive way possible that anything that you have that's been working for you, any advice that you've received from other people, um, let's, let's share it uh, like that, please. So if you don't mind, let's go with Psalm first. Well, um, first of all, thanks for having me on. And it was great talking to all of you guys. If this is how we're going to end it, I just want to say thank you for everything. And um, I do look forward to getting back together with all of you guys in the same room at the same event, doing something. Um, maybe we'll just be playing for each other. Who knows? But uh, that's something to look forward to. Um, as far as what's something that's helped me and, you know, I don't know, man, it's so different. It's so hard. It's hard for me to, to say because everyone's different, but I can just tell you that for me, um, what I've been focusing on a lot and it comes from my wife, frankly, has been um, just focusing on my core, like on my, on my, the immediate people in, in my life, like 
mainly my kids. Um, it's, it's been a tough year, not just for me and my wife, but also for my kids. Um, there's a lot of great moments. There's a lot of things that we'd like to post and talk about, but there's also been a lot of tough times. Um, you know, first few months of this, my, at the time, my son was two years old, was used to going out of the house every day, used to going to see people all the time. And now for four months, he's like, why can't we go anywhere? Um, why can't we do this? Why can't we do, you know, it's, as a parent, it's frustrating because you don't know how to, you know, you don't know how to describe it to them. You don't know how to tell them the things that you hear on the news and tell them in a way that they understand. But um, I've been trying to look at the positive aspect of it and trying to spend more time with my with my kids individually, not just not both them together, but both them, you know, in individual moments. So um, that's that's kind of what keeps me going. Um, I think any parent will tell you the same thing. Um, when you when you have someone else or some other people in your life that you have to kind of you have no you have no reason not to get up for them. You know, you have to get up for them. Like yeah. it's the reason why I the reason, you know, why I, I, I try and scrap, you know, and claw whatever I do, whatever I can to do what I can for them. And they're very, they're very blessed. They're very lucky. They're very fortunate. They have, you know, two sets of grandparents that love them. Um, you know, but I'm really looking forward to um, next year being able to be maybe a little more financially set so I can take care of them a little better. Um, it has been tough. It's been hard. Um, but, you know, every day that every day that this is every day that ends is one day closer to it being over. So <laughs> that's what I keep trying to tell myself. Well, Sam, man, let, let me let me just take a moment as somebody that has known you for 14, 15 years. And I, and I know how hard this has been for you too, man. I, I genuinely do. And I, and I, um, and I 100% sympathize, but what you have, which a lot of people don't is an incredible heart, man. And you're an incredible human being that, that tries so hard to be the best father possible, to be the best husband possible. Like I've, you know, I've spoken with you so much, like off the record, off, you know, off whatever. And, you know, I, I respect that so much about you, man. And like, I just know that the people who make it through the most challenging things in life are the people that have the biggest heart and the ones that care so much about other people before themselves. And you are one of the most selfless people that I know. And I always tell everybody that, you know, it's so easy for me to hire talent uh, and bring them on, but I don't hire fucking talent. I fucking hire character. And I, and I, and I surround myself and the EE family with people that have character, that have integrity. And you, alongside Pierre and Raymond and Brandon and the rest of the crew, that's what we look for, you know, look for, you know, and that's, and that's how we keep each other strong and that's how we keep each other positive. And uh, so just keep on doing what you're doing, man. Don't, don't question and doubt what you're doing and who you are because your parents, your, your kids are blessed to have you. Lauren is blessed to have you as you are blessed to have a strong woman like Lauren uh, representing the Mexican culture hardcore. So just just stick around a little bit more, man, and we're going to make it through this. And and the drop in is going to help with that. And um, and yeah, man, so I appreciate you kind of like digging deep and kind of sharing that personal story. Uh, Pierre, my friend, what what advice do you have for your fellow DJs, fellow entertainers, fellow industry people to keep to give them a source of, of hope and optimism in the year ahead? Yeah, uh, first, I, I just want to say, Sam, you're, I think you're the only one in our chat here who has kids. And I just want to say there were times like the past nine months and even more recently that like I've I've actually had to go to my parents for consolation. 
and the fact that you've been like a rock for your kids and so strong for your kids. I just, I really admire that. So I just want to give you one of these. Thank you. I mean, it's not, you, you know, you can't, no one's perfect and you're going to have moments in your life, especially this year where you, you need, you need, you need your kids sometimes more than they need you. That's what I've, that's what I've found. Like I've, and I don't mean to cut you off, but I genuinely feel like sometimes a lot of times, actually, frankly, throughout this year, I don't think my kid, the, as they get older, they need you less. As you get older, I feel like I need them. As I get older, I feel like I need them. It helps me. Um, it's, it's, it's a thing that I look forward to the most. So. Yeah, man. Uh, just wanted to say to be strong for your kids is, is, uh, is very admirable um, during this time. So I just want to take my hat off to you. Thank you. <laughs> um what was the question sorry Iman. i mean any any kind of words of encouragement oh, oh, advice right. that you have for your fellow entertainers man i mean dude we're all going through a shitty time yeah, you know so we got we got to pull through for each other dude with anything whether it's it's covid or anything else like there's and i know it's easier said than done at the moment but there's always a silver lining there's always i know it sounds cheesy and cliche but i mean back in March, April, May, this is the way we had to think to, main, to maintain our sanity, right? So, um, for example, uh, you know, before, before COVID, I was making tons of money in the clubs and stuff like that, but my sleeping was off. Sam, Ray, you, you know that working in the clubs, you're up till five, I'm six. I'm ready to go to sleep right now. That's, that's, that's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kids, you gotta be up early. So the sleeping was off, you know, you're making a lot of money. So, during the lockdown, I got my sleeping, my circadian rhythm back. I started intermittent fasting every day. That did wonders for my health. I just say that as an example of there's always, there's always hope. There's always something to improve on. There's always a silver lining. There's always something to be grateful for. Like my wife and I were so busy before the, before the lockdown. You know, we're making good money, paying down our debt, taking care of our stuff. But, you know, when lockdown happened, we're doing other things. We're spending more time together. We're going on walks. We're taking care of our health. So long story short, there's always a silver lining. There's always something to be grateful for. Hope is what keeps you alive. And there's always, always something to be hopeful for always. And that's, that's probably my one, one biggest piece of advice I could give from this past year. Thanks buddy. That's awesome. Appreciate those awesome words. All right, Raymond, what about you, brother? So what I would say is um, words of encouragement, just work on your craft and work on yourself. Um, at the end of the day, we all have, a, have some type of job, you know, some type of craft. And a thing like you, once you master something, you're not the best at it. So there's always room to improve on your weaknesses. So for me, for example, like I'm not just a saxophone player, I'm a musician overall. So I focus a lot of my energy on production and getting better at engineering music this year. Cause I knew that that's a part of my craft and this is an opportunity in time that I will have that I won't have later because as we all know, my, my mu music career is performance based more so than, you know, like production based or recording based like a lot of people today. They, they usually don't get this type of, you know, musical experience in life. So I've been able to go back and then work on craft. And then also um, just the health journey of this year has been amazing for me too. Like I have, I naturally have high blood pressure, but I've been able to fight 
my blood pressure and COVID with the holistic approach. And I don't have to take any medicine now. Mm-hmm. You know, I've gotten a consistent um, workout regimen. I put on about 15 pounds of muscle. Just like I knew something um, changed about you, dude. Yeah, I said it was, I, I'm 176 now. I was 155 in, in January. So it's like, and it's not, nice. and it's coming from, like I started gardening. I, I grew up gardening, but I made, you know, I made a garden bed and started, you know, treating, treating my body the way it wants to be treated. And that's something we don't usually get the opportunity to have outside of COVID. So this awareness, grateful for it. Count your blessings. Man. I love it, man. Ray, let me let me also just take a moment, dude, to um, acknowledge what a great human being that you are, too, man. First of all, I have so much respect for any teacher and for somebody that teaches also as a musician and teaching younger kids to pick up an instrument and learn uh, certain instruments. It's a beautiful thing. The fact that you're like passing on your craft to the next generation, you know, and um, that date at Mead High School when you were there and I could see that you were there with like the, the students, like you can tell that you genuinely love to teach and there's nothing better than seeing a teacher that loves how to teach. Just like how it's nothing worse than seeing a teacher that hates teaching and they're there and you can see how miserable they are. I mean, everybody can imagine their worst teacher and like their favorite teacher, you know, and I can only imagine how many students tell their friends that Mr. Robinson or who, however way they call you are the best teacher they ever had. What do they call you? Exactly what you said, Mr. Robinson. Mr. Robinson. That's my first name. You know what? I think I think I think that your new stage name should be Mr. Robinson. You know? Agreed. Oh my god. I mean, dude, I think I think if you don't mind We'll play the song as your intro and everything. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean, dude, you you're a class act. You're you bring such great energy when you're a performer. You're always down to like just work with the team, you know, like never ever have I seen a arrogant moment from you, egotistical moment. I mean, this goes actually for everybody here. I can't even, I can't even work with egotistical people. So if you guys are here, it's because of that, you know, but I really appreciate the humility that you have. I appreciate the love that you have for music and the fact that you want to spread it to other people, especially the younger generation. Uh, and I can't wait for me, you and Pierre and Sam and everybody else for us to go do what we did at Mead High School for high schools all around the country, all around the world with more people. I mean, like with that video that we have from that day, we can use it to hopefully um, get bookings for other ones. You know, there was a few requests to do like the live stream version of it. And I had to respectfully turn it down because I was like, you know what? I need my entertainers to shine. And like the live stream is just not going to cut it for the short term. But I hope that we get to go back on stages, elementary school, middle school, high schools, and where we can communicate with them. We can tell them everything's going to be okay, help them with their anxiety, help them with their self-confidence issues, get them introduced to music, make them happy. And, um, you know, I mean, there's so much that we can do, guys. And that's what the drop-in is. I mean, the whole big news is the fact that the drop-in is not just a New Year's Eve live stream. The drop-in is what we're going to be starting off in January, the, towards the end of January. And it's going to be a rotation of exclusive entertainment DJs, exclusive entertainment musicians. We're also going to have some cool artists, guests coming on board and performers coming on board. And yes, it's going to be online. It's not the same exact thing, but 
we're going to do our best to continue to connect with people, to continue to bring joy to people, to continue to introduce people with different types of music and culture and nationalities. Um, basically, just showcasing what EE is all about. And uh, in due time, hopefully sooner than later, um, we can uh, we can then entertain all of you guys live in person and uh, we can get back to that state of normalcy that all of us are yearning for. Um, on that closing note, oh, I want to get before. Oh, before we go any further, <clears throat> we have a yeah, question. I was actually going to go to Brandon, but okay, we have ahead, a yeah. we have a question. We, uh, we don't let's get do it. These, so, uh, <laughs> actually, so yeah. let's let's field this. Um, yeah, this is from Derek, mysterious Derek. All um, right, <laughs> uh, this this is for everybody. Um, any standout moments from being a DJ or entertainer, best or worst? So like best of all time or worst of all time just pick it whichever one. oh man so while you guys are thinking about it let me give a shout out to derek and basant actually um normally every semester we have uh, at least one intern a lot of them are coming from george mason university guys think about your moments while i'm while i'm doing this thing i'm giving a shout out to our awesome interns um george mason university has an events management program and shout out to dr tina jones she's incredible she's brought us so many great interns and uh, the most recent ones for this semester has been Derek and Basant, and they've only been with us for like a week or two, but you can tell that they love this kind of stuff. They're eager to just kind of like get to the meat and potatoes of what it is that we do, even if it's virtually. And um, I just want to say thank you to them for, for choosing EE. I'm sure there was a bunch of options that they had, but they chose us, and I'm going to make sure that they get the best out of this internship. And I know that they're going to bring a lot of support that we desperately need. You know, everything about what we do is about putting it out into our social media platforms. And that's the one thing that we've been short on time and energy with. And so they're coming in here to bring that youth and energy and social media um, skill set to kind of let us project what we're doing out to as many people as possible. So thank you to the both of them. And now that you guys have some time to think about best slash worst moments, uh, whoever wants to go first, go ahead and start. Um, well, <laughs> I think I think for a lot of us as DJs full time, um, you have you have a lot of you have a lot of what we call the days you don't really remember because they all kind of flow in together, right? So for me, someone who's working four or five, six nights a week, it's not even the nights; it's about the amount of gigs, right? So there's weekends where I've had you know. Uh, a wedding with you and then go to the club or, or in some in some instances it's two weddings you know Friday and Saturday or Saturday and Sunday and then a night gig so a lot of them kind of like go together so it's kind of hard to really remember a lot of the nights because there's just so many of them but the ones that particularly stick out like one of the nights that stuck out to me was last year in 2019 um, just a random night at Tokyo Pearl um, it's a new club that opened up in DC um, it was just a it's one of those places where the DJ booth is kind of in the middle of, it's like smack dab in the middle of the club. And it's everybody's like all around you, kind of like a boiler room style. Just, it's 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 very intimate, a uh, lot of fun. And it was just one of those nights where it's like, everything you played worked. You know, I could have played the Cupid Shuffle and people would have thrown dollar bills at me. It was just one of those. <laughs> and with a DJ, you have you have nights like that. And unfortunately you have, to, you tend to have nights that aren't like that more because of just the amount of volume you have and not every crowd is the same. Um, uh, as far as the worst, man, um, 
Hopefully it wasn't an EE event. <laughs> I mean, I, I the thing is, is like for me, what I categorize as the worst is just some night where like you're literally trying everything and you can't get a single freaking reaction out of anybody. Yeah. Like I'm doing something and I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. And then I look up and everyone's just like <laughs> crickets. Yeah, like looking at their watch. Like it's just uh it's so I don't want to say it's like humiliating, but it's like defeating. No, it it it, um, it's, it dries your soul. No, it sucks, and, it sucks the energy out of you, man. Yeah, it, but you know, you got to learn. You got to have kind of like what I call a closer's mentality in baseball. Um, you're not gonna you're not gonna have the save or the win every night. And some nights you're you're gonna give up the lead, and some nights you're not gonna do anything. But you got to forget about it and just go on to the next one. You don't really have a choice. Um, if you harp about what you did the night before. You're not going to go in with the mindset you need to be successful the next night. So I don't know if that I can't tell you one specific time I had a bad moment because I hopefully don't have too many of them. But I will tell you that when you when you do have a bad moment, you tend to you have to tend to forget about it. You just the sooner you forget about it, the better off you are. And you just throw it away. <laughs> I like it. Pierre, what about you, my friend? Yeah. Uh, learn from it and throw it away. Right. So. Hey man, um, if it's a bad night, you can't. Don't worry about it. Um, I'd say like my most memorable. I'd say like you know, being in radio was cool, man. You know, you get you get to you get to hang out with people you grew up listening to, or people you're people that who are hot at the moment that you're listening to, and you know, uh, getting to like have lunch with somebody like Sean Paul, the the reggae artist. Um, you know, just somebody, give me the light. Yeah, dude, like, you know, he was one of my favorite, and he still is, one of my favorite artists back in the day, just because just I feel like he's talented, he makes good music, but, like, sit down and have lunch with him and have a conversation, and, you know, I couldn't have his Jamaican jerk chicken because I had acid reflux, and for him to, like, talk to <laughs> like, you know, it just shows you that, you know, yeah, they could, have, they could be on stage at the MTV Awards, but they're human, too, and then it, it kind of takes away that, that kind of starstruckness and, and kind of helps you relate to them more, so... Uh, I appreciate that, but as far as like most memorable DJing, I'd have to say at our event, the Alabina event, because um, at Echo Stage, because I'm Lebanese, and oh, man. I love. I remember when that. you, Iman, when you were thinking about bringing uh, Ishtar and Alabina, you called me and you were like, "Bro, what do you think about this?" And me, you know, to me that was like I grew up listening to her classics, and um, for me that was like, dude, bring her. We'll get all the Arabs, all the Lebanese out. We'll get all the Palestinians, every, all the Arabs in the DMV. We'll get them out, which they did come out. But yeah. for you to give me the chance to open for her is like, that was like something, I was on cloud nine. Like to open for somebody so legendary, especially legendary in my home country and my home family. And like, yes. it was it was amazing. And then I got to meet her and take pictures. And that was just, it was awesome, man. It was just a really memorable event. Um Worst night, like some, I don't really have like one worst. It's just, it sucks whenever, <laughs> like we said, you know, you're trying everything and people aren't moving or if there's an equipment malfunction or oh. if you like to use both <laughs> your hands, but only one CDJ is working or one turntable is working that time. It's like instant doubles, the worst instant doubles, instant doubles. But, um, you uh. know, we, we, as DJs, the, the, I, I, at least for myself, the main reason why I got into DJing like I can play music in my house. I can play music whenever I want, but to play music for people and to get a reaction and to be responsible for that positive reaction. That's why you DJ. That's why we DJ. So um, 
yeah, if it's not happening, you're like WTF, mate. Like, I just want this to be done. See, that's <laughs> see, that's what a lot of people ask me is like, as a DJ, they're like, oh, what's your favorite song? Like, what's your favorite thing? And I tell people the same thing all the time. I don't really have anything that's a favorite <laughs> because when you're in the club, you learn to receive, you learn to you don't learn to like the song, you learn to like the reaction more. So like, I could, it could be like a song that I just hate. It doesn't matter what genre it is. But if I hear people go crazy when I drop it, then that's great. Now I have a, now I know what direction to go in. So wait, wait, wait. Before, I get to, before I get to Ray, I need Sam and Pierre to tell me what's the number one reactionary song that when you drop it, it's a no fail, no bang. I mean, like all, all banger response. What is that one song that works all day, every day, twice on Sundays? <laughs> I have mine. I mean, are you talking about what's just popular? Like, like because obviously, no, like what's it, worked for the last ten years? What's okay? So that that probably would have to be like something like Danza Kaduro. That's probably all right. That's, that's how that's, we do. That's probably the way you both have the same about. song. No, I would say this is how we do it. Montel Jordan. That's another, that's another one too. Uh, and that's okay. a cold start too. You can All right. Then, but now, 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 now let's see what Raymond thinks too. Raymond, what's the one song that you've noticed gets the best reaction of all time? Anything Sean Paul upbeat. <laughs> <laughs> Just give it a you know. Anything Sean Paul. You know, temperature, every time it drops, they don't even have point. to know the song before. But, you know, it's something about his voice and the way he rides the beat. It doesn't yeah, mm, yeah, it work yeah. then and it works now. Okay, so. but but how about this? Uh, that's a reactionary song. Raymond, what's the number one song you love to perform? And Sam and Pierre, what's the number one song you love to play? Regardless of the reaction, but like the one song that you look forward to just playing because it's like on your set list every single time you perform. 99% of the time because that's it works everywhere. Well, this this song isn't always on my set list, but it's this one song. Every time I play it, it it's received really well. And it's like that. It's a song you can slow down the party for a second and have everybody pause. And then the, the saxophone comes in. So Bruno Mars, Versace on the floor. Wow. Versace oh. on the floor. I, All right. I love playing that song because it's like it pauses <laughs> and everybody looks around like, what's going on? And then saxophone comes in. <laughs> and then, you know, it's beautiful. That is great. Like, musical, like, like the song feels like you're in a musical or something. <laughs> That was unexpected, but it's a great song for sure. Definitely was not expecting that one. Pierre, <laughs> song, Pierre song, what's your number one? Mm. Cash Money taking over for the 9-9 and the 2000. Yeah! Yeah, you look good. Like, when those first three chords of Back That Ass Up comes on. <laughs> Girl, you looks good. It's on. <laughs> that's also one of those that's also one of those songs that you can play at any given time and everyone will react to it so um for me man so i'm i'm an old school i'm an old school guy man i've all i mean if you you can hear me dj any night of the week and i'll probably have like at least 50 to 60 percent of my set be generated in some kind of old school fashion so i'm gonna have to probably what song that i enjoy playing the most that i know will get a reaction no matter when i play it when it's a good party every time, no matter what, it's hypnotized. It's got to be Biggie. And when that, you know, when that tone comes in, the bomb, like it's just, it's yeah. just instantly get a reaction. So 
That's great. Good call. I like I, that. I, 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 I want to bring Brandon back into this. He's got a he's got an interesting taste in music as well. Brandon, what is what is your favorite song that you love to jam to? Uh, I don't even know, man. Like my music, like selection is constantly changing. Constantly just like listening to new things on repeat. I don't even know. It's such a tough question. What's what's that? What's that eight and a half minute song that you know you like to? Oh, I mean, so Iman's talking about Freebird. That's a great song, and to play in the car, man. I swear to God, dude, it's an amazing song. I don't know. I don't even know. Well, you, man. you didn't come up with a question. song, so I had to do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too, it's too hard of a question, man. All right. You have to give me well, like genres, like and what specific genre? All right. Well, how about uh... Brandon? You're making this way more complicated <laughs> than it has to be, bro. <laughs> it is, it is, I live a complicated life, dude. I don't know what to <laughs> tell you, man. How about this? How, how, how about this, Brandon? Your favorite artist? Oh shit. Um... Maybe like uh, Foo Fighters or Queens of the Stone Age. Foo Something Fighters like is a good. Foo Fighters yeah. is solid. Foo Fighters. Yeah, just right. like throw it back. There you go. All right. I love it. All right. Um, well, man, guys, this this was great. I I don't want to keep you guys up too much longer. I know Sam has a couple of kids, and um, they're hopefully. But dude, this this was great, and I, and and I'm. This is why I'm looking forward to the drop in, and I'm so appreciative of Brandon and Pierre that uh, a few months ago, you know, when we started talking about it, they they spent a lot of time with me to brainstorm and conceptualize, and it's it's amazing how far we've come that now we get to introduce the New Year's. I remember a month and a half, two months ago, we were working on the logo and we got excited about the logo and then and then P brandon has been working on the set in our studio in maryland for the last two weeks uh and i, I know he's gonna have his big reveal uh in the next couple couple of days and in the, the promo material and um i just really appreciate all of you and i appreciate the other djs and musicians that we have on our team that are going to be making cameos on the drop-in i mean Guys, unfortunately, uh, it seems like the next couple of months is still going to be uh, very virtual based. But I look at this as a great opportunity for us to build a wonderful community through the drop in by, by creating this show on a weekly basis. And hopefully in the next few months, we can get back to performing live in action as well. And but I still believe that the drop in, no matter what happens with live events, I think the drop in is going to be something that EE and our entertainers are going to be doing, because why the hell not? We get to connect to a global audience that's the best part about it you know the fact that we get to grow and and touch people from all over the world um and you know if we're going to be performing the dmv that's great but let's kind of expand our horizons and see uh what else is ahead of us at ee for 2021 and beyond um brandon if you don't mind i'd like to end the show with exclusive entertainment's 2020 event highlight reel i think there's no better way to end this podcast than to reminisce on some of the great moments that we had in the past year year and a half that this highlight video is going to include it, it includes clips from our concerts our private events our weddings our corporate events and i'm and i'm very very thankful and grateful for dj pierre dj Sam, uh ray on the saxophone our talented musician and as well as every other ee team member from djs to musicians to technicians to interns past current uh uh, really, um, we wouldn't be where we are right now if it wasn't for every ounce of energy you guys put into 
EE, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys believing in what I'm thinking of and my crazy ass self and all the things that, um, you know, we talk about constantly. So thank you so much for all of you. And we look forward to seeing you on New Year's Eve starting 8 p.m. Eastern time. You can click on the link in the bio and the description to set a reminder. Um, Brandon, Pierre, Raymond, thank you. Uh, and Sam, thank you so much. And wishing you and your family great rest of the holidays. And let's celebrate 2021 on December 31st. Love you guys all. Much love. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Ciao. Thank you guys. Good seeing you. We'll see you guys soon. Yeah. Ciao, y'all.